Holy Hour of Power. This is not Low Energy Catholic Radio. Uh, low Energy Catholics need not apply. We're two Catholics with a PhD in common sense. Some people say that our program is like the UFC, Ultimate Faithful Catholics. I'm your spiritual fitness trainer, and I am on duty. Terry, what about you? Yes, I'm on duty, brother, and I can't wait to talk about these topics. We've got a wonderful Protestant gentleman. It's a group a company he has called Gab. He's talking about a parallel economy where Christians unite in their financial, just kind of like it's a response to the people like George Soros who's spending billions to fund you know, the liberal side of the world. And we Christians need to do just likewise and put he our money together. He makes a lot together. of sense. He does. And so this is good. Also, uh, Richard Dawkins, he has an interesting comment about, about uh, it's the issue about sex in the sense of, is it uh, binary? And he has an interesting comment. You think you wouldn't think he'd say this, but he did. The world famous atheist. Yeah, the world famous atheist. And also Jesse, this is just a quick note. Uh, a Soviet-born uh, tech guy. He's a really smart guy. He's got his name is Phil Levin. He's founder of Taking Notes. It's uh, he's the CEO. He made a connection, Jesse, that you made, but you you weren't you didn't grow up in communism. He said when I went to the first grade in the Soviet Union. I was subject to a lot of Soviet propaganda. I was told as a little kid repeatedly, communism doesn't exist yet. We have to build communism. We're building towards communism, but it's not communism yet. What you see around you, this horrible, horrible place, isn't communism. We're building towards it. It's going to be great when it gets here. He said that this is the same propaganda that the world is giving right now on the big reset. And I think he's spot on. Also, Jesse, we have our good friend Michael Voris coming on the last segment to talk about the Catholic News segment that he has every day on Church Militant. So this is going to be a great show. It's educational. It's inspirational. And uh, we'll get to that. But before we do it, Jess, let's get some soul food in our soul. Yeah. Uh, let me just thank two, two new affiliates, and I'll jump right into oh, today's yeah. gospel. Yeah. I want to let uh, – we, we've got two new affiliates uh, in uh, – that are now have picked up our, our, awesome. sta- our, our program. The two new affiliates are from central Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. We want to welcome you to the family. Absolutely. 1230 AM WNEB in Worcester and 970 AM WESO in Southbridge. Welcome to the station of the cross Catholic media network. We also want to thank the founders of Emmanuel radio uh, Ray Loring and his family, as well as awesome. Cindy Dorsey, Good. for their amazing work in building these great stations. Welcome again to the new listeners that we're picking up. It's a great pleasure to have you as part of the Station of the Cross family, and we think you'll enjoy our programming. And Jesse, okay. I, I just yeah. want to thank Stations of the Cross because their network has been carrying our programs for years now. And I have to be honest, they have taken some heat because... We're not your typical Catholic programming. We are hard-hitting, and they're hard-hitting network, and I just want to thank them for their zeal for evangelization because uh, Stations of the Cross is covering the East Coast, and we wouldn't be there without them. So I want to publicly thank them for that. That's right. Uh, Today's gospel uh, at Holy Mass, uh, some people probably wouldn't like it because it talks a lot about the devil. (laughs) Oh, Oh, we can't do that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, or they or, or they'll say like Father Sosa, the the top Jesuit of the world, uh, uh, said last year. Yeah, there's no there's no devil. That's that's, that's a myth. Crazy. Yep. Okay. Mark chapter one, verse twenty nine to thirty nine. Yep. Today's holy gospel. 
on leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house, uh, uh, the house of Simon and Andrew with, with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He ap- approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. So, again, people that are sick right now, call in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus Christ has been healing people for 2,000 years. And if it's according to his plan and his divine will to make you holier, he'll heal you of whatever you've got. Ask him for healing. Okay. When it was evening... After sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or or possessed by demons. So the physical and spiritual maladies here. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons. That's the definition of an exorcism. Drive out a demon. Not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Notice demons recognized that he was the son of God. They knew because he allowed, because Jesus Christ could veil his identity, and sometimes he would. People wouldn't know who he was, and sometimes he allows himself to be known. In this instance, he allowed the demons to know who he was. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went all, and he went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons, again, a second exorcism done there, uh, throughout the whole of Galilee. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, the word possession is used three times in today's short gospel. Uh, Possession is when a demon afflicts a human person at the highest level. The demon has access to the body, and to attack the body was called diabolical manifestations, attacks the throat, the brain, the stomach, the appendages. Many times, possession looks a lot like mental insanity or mental illness, uh, and vice versa, mental illness and insanity looks a lot like possession. And so that's why it takes a trained expert, like somebody like Dr. Sandoval, uh, Dr. Sandoval yep. specifically. Yeah. That's where he comes in. And he's able to discern whether it's mental illness alone or it's mental illness and possession, because sometimes they're conflated. So what is possession according to the rite of exorcism written by St. Charles Borromeo in 1614 A.D.? There are four things that the church looks at to make an assessment if somebody's diabolically possessed, which is the highest level of demonic attack. Number one, they have an aversion to holy objects. Mm -hmm. Number two... They have preternatural strength. Uh, uh, number three, they speak languages that they've never studied. And number four, they also have hidden knowledge of things that they shouldn't know about. Uh, there could be other things as well, but those are the four those are the four main ones that the church uses to determine whether somebody's diabolically possessed. Jesse, let's and, take a minute here to talk about the best way to protect you from demonic uh, actions. what Give us a, a view on that, because that's I'll, practical. I'll, I'll make it simple. Mm-hmm. It, Terry Barber's actually, and, and he's not going to realize what I'm going to say, <laughs> Terry's actually the expert on how to keep people free from diabolical possession. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Every exorcist I've talked to, they tell me, Jesse, evangelization 
is the best way to stay free from diabolical affliction and diabolical contamination. Sharing the faith, living the faith, wearing the faith, knowing your faith. Terry wrote a best-selling book on this. Exorcists will tell you, evangelization, living your faith for Jesus Christ and studying your faith uh, regarding the Lord Jesus Christ and sharing your faith about Jesus is the best uh, armor that one can wear to stay free from diabolical affliction. It's evangelization all day, every day. And if people want my book, it's on the vmpr.org's website, How to Share Your Faith with Anyone. Jesse, let's bring the smartest guy into the room right now. Fulton Sheen. Full Sheen ahead. Jess, this is a, a statement I've used before, but it's apropos for our time. This was 70 years ago. Bishop Sheen, this is his project. He projected this, predicted this, I should say. The conflict of the future will be between a God religion and a state religion, mm. between Christ and the Antichrist, but in a political disguise. Jesse, is that happening right now? We're living it. Yeah, right now. Unbelievable. Yep. Fulton Sheen, you know, Jesse, I have to just take a minute here. I want everybody to continue to pray for his beatification. We all know just a year and a half ago, it got postponed because of some people in the church. I'll just be honest with you. They didn't want to see Fulton Sheen beatified. So they, they made up some you know things that uh, were untrue. We call it lies, but I, I'm being nice about it. And um, I just want to ask everybody to continue to pray. I pray in Our Father every day uh, for the beatification. And I'd like to ask you to do that because can you imagine when Sheen is beatified oh. as a model for the church? I think it's going to be part of the restoration of the Catholic Church when Sheen's Amen. beatified because his message is what we need today in the church. Remember, he says, without Good Friday, there's no Easter Sunday. Yeah. Well, right now, we're acting like there's only Easter Sunday. Nobody wants to suffer, Jess. They all That's, think that we go to heaven directly and there's no there's universal salvation. She the fo the that. phony pr phony prosperity gospel That's taught right. by the health and wealth charlatans. Right. Terry, bit of good news. Tell me, I love uh, news. Over in Riverside in the Imperial Valley, the yeah. Imperial Imperial uh, County the Imperial County, yes. they're opposing mandates, they're opposing all federal, state, and local guidelines. I'm impressed. And so that's that's right up your like right, right up in your my neck. backyard. I can drive uh, over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying, you know what, we're done with this. Also, <laughs> another uh, for the good news file. Yeah, I love more. Uh, a representative Marjor Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia yeah. put forward a provocative plan that would impose tax and voting penalties on people fleeing liberal states for conservative states. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the sign of the times, brother. <laughs> yeah, she's saying, yeah, that she's going to uh, wants to impose penalties for people coming from the liberal states to conservative states. Uh, that's interesting how that will play out. You got it. When we come back, we're going to be a surprise talk here about Richard Dawkins and what he argues about uh, sex. What? Uh, yeah. Can you imagine this? Well, when yeah. you hear it, you'll say, oh, wow, I guess I can't read with one thing of his. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. This is the program where Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Exactly. And his mother is our Queen Mother. 
There's a man of goodwill. Yes. His name is Andrew Torbateri. That's right. This guy has been saying probably since the start of the shamdemic pandemic. Yes. Yeah, he's a young man, Terry. I love like it. He, he gets it. He inspires he, me. Yeah, he's talking about the fact that we as Christians, people of goodwill, patriots, conservatives, that we need to start a parallel economy. Yes. Because he said that in 2021... We saw the unprecedented rise of medical tyranny. Yep. We saw the abasement of the U.S. dollar and the beginnings of a new parallel Christian economy begin to form in response to this COVID madness. Praise God. So nearly a year ago, back in February of 2021, he wrote an article about the need to build our own parallel like Christian economy. Yeah. And he spent several months laying the groundwork for this monumental task. And now fast forward, we see people's lives being destroyed for refusing to inject themselves with a harmful and experimental substance. Yep. We see members of our military being removed for refusing this substance. Horrible. We see students are being forced to withdraw from college, medical doctors and dissenters of this madness being purged from the Internet. Right. And to top it off, the federal government is trying to mandate business owners to force all employees to inject this substance into our bodies in order to retain our employment. And this will not stop until enough of us say enough is enough and uh, we're not going to comply. And so we must build something. So Andrew Torba started uh, uh, the social media called Gab. Yep. He says at Gab, we've been investing all of our resources into building an infrastructure uh, to power a parallel Christian economy. Mm -hmm. I love his idea. I do too. It's fantastic. We have no interest in salvaging what remains of the existence, corrupt and fallen secular system. <laughs> Instead, we're conducting our own great reset. I love it. And this time he says, we're putting Jesus Christ at the center of this new economy. Terry? Amen, man. Amen. And we have already built the communications rails. He says, of which the parallel economy will operate. Gab G A B is the only social media platform in the world where all political speech, no matter how offensive, are, is protected. Protecting free speech is critical in order for a parallel Christian economy to thrive. The founding fathers understood the importance of free speech, which is why the very first amendment of the Constitution was de designed specifically to protect political speech and, I might add, religious freedom. Continue, Jess. Absolutely. Uh, he says as recently as last week, oh, yeah. multiple prominent activists and media organizations labeled the New Testament and basic Christian orthodoxy. They were labeled as anti-Semitic by the far left. In fact, the far left blog, the Daily Beast, even went so far as to say that celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ is very problematic. Unbelievable. And invokes anti-Semitic uh, ideas. Break. Jewish groups are getting more bold in their demands to label the biblical truth of God's word in the New Testament as anti-Semitic hate speech. Back in 2018, they demanded that the Bible and the Quran add trigger warnings around anti-Semitic passages. Today, uh, these are probably leftist Jewish groups, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Prager Stripe. No. Yeah, they're not they're not Prager's or, or Michael Medved's Stripe no. of Jew. No. So Andrew writes. 
Today they call me, Andrew, personally an anti-Semite for proclaiming that Jesus is king and defending biblical Christianity. I guess I'm one, too. That, that's in a very public way. I guess I guess I would be considered anti-Semitic because guess what? Christ is king, and I'll say to any Anybody. Jew or Gentile. Yep, you got yep. it. Christians cannot even discuss theological topics that have been talked about for 2,000 years while the Bible is being labeled as hate speech. You know what the hate speech is? It's God's word teaching about men and women and about marriage. Give me a break. He says, by those in control of the flow of information online and off, if we continue being afraid of being called anti-Semitics for proclaiming the word of God, then we are doomed to be persecuted and crushed by the satanic. Uh, yeah, that's language. I love that word. Yeah, satanic uh, cannibal of, cabal, de- cabal, cabal, cabal yeah. of demons currently <laughs> in power. Yeah, he just, he called it for what it is, Jess. <laughs> What he a says, good and, and I'm with him on this. We serve the creator of the universe, and you are afraid of being called a silly name by those who reject Jesus. That's a powerful statement, Jess. Terry, now I, I don't know if Andrew Torba is never a Catholic or a Protestant. He's Protestant. I've read enough to. Yeah, he is not oh, Catholic. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you one thing. He's very friendly to Catholics because oh, yeah. he uh, a lot of it of articles that I that I've read from him. Yeah. I saw him quoting uh, Saint John Chrysostom. <laughs> Saint, he, Terry, he he's a literate Protestant. He is. Pro- he quotes the fathers of the I've church that make too. his yeah. arguments. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and, and again, then he uses a very Catholic phrase: "Christ is King of Kings." That's a very Catholic phrase, man. Long yes, live yeah, Christ you know, the King. Yeah, long live Christ the King. So I'll tell you one thing: he's definitely a fellow traveler. Oh, yeah. He says this personally: I'm not going to allow this to happen. <laughs> they can call me whatever names they want. I'll continue to speak the truth of God's word. I'm with and you. So will, and so will Terry and Jess. Yep. And, and enabling millions of other people to do so by protecting free speech on Gab. He says there are 2.09 billion Christians on the planet, or 29% of the Earth's population is Christian. Yep. Together, our GDP is 40 trillion dollars. Wow. Or half of the entire world's GDP. And twice that of the U.S. GDP. Yep. Our economic power, and more importantly, the power of God, can't be underestimated. That's right. The madness of wokeness, <laughs> anti-white critical race theory, communism, and chaos will only continue as long as we allow it to. The moment the Christian man awakens from his long peaceful slumber is the moment the house of cards collapses on the globalist regime. Jesse, this man is a man after my own heart, and I really believe when he pointed out that 2.09 billion Christians on the planet, or he said 29% of the Earth's population, if we speak up, it's like a lion, let us out of the cage and speak up. And when he says about 40, the G, this is the GDP is $40 trillion, or half of the world's economy, it's in our hands, we have power because we can say, look, we're going to support Christian organizations and not give money to George Soros or any of these other secular things. And we're going to hit him in the pocketbook. I just think he's making a lot of sense. And he says that in 2022 is the year Christian man wakes up, stops being afraid of the name calling in 2022 is the year the Christian man exits the secular system and starts doing what he does best, building something New. We got to stop. Like we, this is what I say, Jesse, and it just confirms him that the world, the Christians, act like God doesn't exist. No, we do. We we're so quiet about. It. Oh, well, I don't want to speak up. Someone might think I'm weird. No, those days are gone. We have to speak up 
and and like he said, Christ the King. I love what he signs it. Jesus Christ is King of Kings. I amen to that. Yeah, he signs. That's the way he always uh, signs it right under his name, yeah. and 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 right above a very Jesuitic uh, uh, Saint yeah. Francis of Xavier, Saint God. Loyola. Yeah. God be the glory, ad majorem de gloriam. Amen. Again, he has very Catholic sensibility. He does. Terry, uh, and, and, and just reiterating what he says, he, he's saying that we have to build, start building a new society for ourselves, and we've got to take control as, as, as followers of Christ, people of goodwill, patriots, conservatives. We've got to take control of our own destiny That's right. and, and do what needs to be done to protect our families and preserve our values and morals, and indeed even the preservation of the human race. Uh I mean, it, it's already starting on, on on a micro scale. You have again the homeschooling movement. You do. You have, uh, you know, you have doctors starting private practices. You see a lot of uh, people of goodwill. Uh, there's a mass exodus, unlike anything that we've seen in American history from blue states. Uh, and so, I, I believe that God does have a plan, as He always does, for what's unfolding on a global scale. I think that you allow these Democrat Marxists just to continue as they are, they will collapse, Terry, the present system. The system that we live under right now called America, yeah. it will begin to collapse under, under, this woke, under this woke, politically correct, under this sea of vac- forced vaccinations, uh, incompetence, yeah. uh, woke political nonsense, woke generals. They're they're destroying what we've built up, and that's why Andrew Torb is saying, "Hey, you know, do you think it was easy for the pilgrims when they came to a new land and, and they built everything nope. from scratch? No, it wasn't easy for them. But what if these pilgrims build along with the indigenous Indians? They built the greatest country in the history of the world, and uh, and so we're like modern pilgrims right now. We're seeking religious freedom. We want uh, we want to, to live basically." Under the rule of law, we don't want tyrannical elites to to overlord us, and uh, I, I think the blood, Terry, the blood of you know these these first pilgrims that came into into America from the east, and the, and and the Hispanics that came, the Spanish that came into America from the west. I think that blood runs in our veins. What I mean by that. The, the spirit of freedom is in our hearts, and most importantly, love of God burns in our hearts, Terry. And Jesse, that's why on our website, Virgin Most Powerful Radio, we have Catholic companies, whether it's a photographer, auto body shop. We want you to support Catholic businesses. Why? Because they end up giving money back to the Catholic institutions and pro-life work. So why get a handyman who might not be a Christian? I'm just sorry. I'm just a, let's let's keep the money in the family. Yeah. So that's why we. I really appreciate what Andrew's doing because if we keep our dollars in Christian Catholic hands, then these liberals and even non, you know, whether they're Satanists or whatever religion that's not Christian, we're not going to give them the money. Well, we we've got a big impact we can have on evangelization because the idea that. Catholics and Christians come together economically just makes sense. It's too bad it took this long to figure this one out. I I think it's great what he's doing, and I want to encourage people to go to Gab to support that. Yeah, Terry, we we can do this, all of us together, with the help of God. Uh, We have to band together with other like-minded people of faith, people of goodwill, conservatives. And, And we have to tell 
uh, the school board, the government, yeah. uh, the workplace, we're not going to comply. Yeah. We're, we're saying no. Yeah. And then we have to start just on a micro level. We got to start our own parallel societies where Jesus Christ is king, where family values matter, and where freedom rings in the hearts of every and, man and woman. And Jesse, just to make a quick note, just under 400,000 people in 2021 left California to go to conservative states. You were just pretty- same with uh, same with uh, New York. A, a little bit. It was a little higher in New York than California. <laughs> it was uh, Cal- uh, New York exceeded California in people leaving. Yeah. California is number two. We're talking hundreds of thousands yeah. of people are leaving. Yeah. And uh, and again, because they want to go somewhere else where their freedom is respected. Yeah, and that's that's the point. People are voting with their pocketbook, and that's what I would encourage all of us to do. Don't, especially if you're a young family. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. When we come back, I got mixed up, but now we're going to talk about an atheist, Richard Dawkins, and his comments regarding uh, sexuality. And I think you'll be surprised at what he has to say, because I was, I was blown away by his comments because I just didn't expect it, and you won't either. Stay with us, family. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We are blessed by the best, Amen. and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you know that uh, the Pope of Atheism, atheist intellectual Richard Dawkins, <laughs> who I probably wouldn't agree with him on no. most things, but boy, oh boy, is he right on something here. Yeah. He says that sex is pretty much darn binary. You think? So the noted atheist and scientist and intellectual that runs liberal academic circles, Richard Dawkins, he penned an essay this week titled, Race is a Spectrum, Sex is Pretty Damn Binary. He wrote this for Ariel Magazine. So, some of you may just, at, at first you may blush at at, uh, at what Dawkins is saying. Uh, he's probably taking a lot of gunfire from the left, by the way, for what he's saying. So what is Dawkins saying? Invoking Rachel Dolezal, who lived as a black woman and even ran a local NAACP until she was outed as a white a few years back, Dawkins argues that because people of different races have been procreating forever, there is a spectrum of skin colors which legitimately opens the doors for many people to identify as whatever race they see fit. Race is pretty much, uh, but when it comes to sex, he says, Apart from a minute number of anomalies, it's very much binary. It's either male or female, black or white. Now, race is very much a spectrum, he says, for most African-Americans are mixed race, like Barack Obama and Kamala Harris. They're not not a pure strain of black or African. Uh, So Dawkins says, somebody who looks white may call themselves black, may have a very slight African inheritance. People ha- who have one great-grandparent who's Native American and call yeah. themselves Native, Native American. Sex, on the other hand, is pretty darn binary, he yes, says. Sir. So on the face of it, it would seem easier for someone to identify as whatever they choose, whatever race they choose. But if you have one black parent and one white parent, you might think you could choose what to identify as. 
So while Dawkins appears to be no fan of those who wake up one day and decide to be male <laughs> when they're clearly female and vice versa, particularly when their subsequent actions harm others, he does have sympathy for those with gender dysphoria. Then at the bottom of the article, it says sex can be changed. Curiously, Dawkins says in no uncertain terms that biological sex can be changed. Changing sex is a big deal, he writes, yet without accounting for the fact that while a person can go through surgeries and hormone therapy, that person's DNA can't change. So in other words, you could do all the uh, the external cut, tuck, yeah. you, know, you know, move this here, move that there. Yeah, you could appear to look like the opposite sex, but he's admitting it, that DNA of doesn't, doesn't change. And chromosomes don't change. No. That, that determines who you are. Exactly. Jesse, let me throw something. He made a very good point, but you didn't even know that I'm going to say this to you. But uh, this just came in on Catholic Twitter. Uh, the Bishop's Conference, we call it the USCCB, uh, has asked commentators to let us know what Catholics think of the Senate buzzwords. And they put out something like, nothing stirs the religious passion like the talk of accompaniment, inclusivity. Am I right? That's what you might be thinking if you're reading the UCCB's Twitter account yesterday. And lay people are standing up, and they just gave them a hard time, which I think they should. They said, how about adopting this attitude, bishops? Christ shed his blood on the cross to save you. So attend with an attitude of repentance, humility, gratitude, joy, and worship. Let your lips be full of praise for your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, you know, more and more that all the lay people are saying, Bishop, talk about the centrality of Christ, not about this accompaniment. And Jesse, this is the same time lay people are standing out in Chicago when Cardinal Supic spoke at the Right to Life Chicago conference, and they booed him. Do you remember that? That just happened. It happened over the weekend. Yeah, and see, the point of it is, Jesse, lay people are now speaking up and saying, look— Leadership in our in our bishops' conference. Stop this nonsense about accompaniment. Let's talk about the kingship of Jesus Christ. And I'm I'm really happy because Jesse, what I see back in the early '90s when the catechism came out, there were a few lay people led by Father Fessio to to hammer these people on on the issue of um, the catechism, on inclusive language, and all that. And I, and we had a few people come up, and that was it. But I think now, th- 25 years later. Now more lay people are standing up to our bishops. As Bishop Strickland told me yesterday, you do that. You guys need to call us out because we need it. Yeah, Terry, you're absolutely right. And, and it's, it's uh, speaking about, you know, bishops. Yeah. I, I just got a, a phone call. The, the, the Diocese of Phoenix was totally behind the yeah. pro, protest against the Temple of Satan coming out to consecrate a city to Satan. Uh, and then I get a phone call from a high-level person yeah. that says, "Well, well, the diocese is pulling out just here on Things your own." These are mine. Yeah, you. Yeah, we we got something. I don't know what they got. You know, I don't know. Maybe they uh, they got to go to some important meeting or something. But uh, they they are no longer going to be part of it. It doesn't surprise me. Again, are 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 those in authority, Terry? Uh, their priorities are scrambled. The the most important thing, Terry. Yeah. Is to oppose evil and the salvation of souls. Exactly. Not to not to go and have you know another another committee meeting, another board meeting on a Saturday, when they should probably be out there pounding the pavement and uh, d- protesting the Church of Satan coming to Scottsdale. Yeah, we need that. And Jesse, for tomorrow, we're going to be talking about talking about 
uh, inspirational. Mexican cardinals and bishops convicted by the government for denouncing pro-abortion socialist government. There's two Mexican cardinals, a bishop and three priests, are going to jail for what? For speaking up for the unborn? This should be an example to our bishops in America that we need to speak up and call it for what it is, even if it means going to jail. Now, yep. Jesse, in a few minutes, we're going to bring someone on, Michael Voris, to talk from Church Militant. There's a layman who's fired up a lot of us to speak up all over the country and all over the world when we see error with truth. And I see that this is going to bless the church in the future because now, uh, you know, here's what's happening. Everything's being streamed and videotaped at masses. So all the things these liberals are saying, it's all being recorded, okay? And then it gets out and they're exposed. So I'm hoping and praying that our leadership will recognize the lay role that Fulton Sheen said back in the early 70s when he said, who's going to save the church? The lay people. And Bishop Strickland, I had him on yesterday. He's going to be on. It'll be played on Tuesday. He said it very clearly to me. We need you guys to call us out. And I think that's important when you have your own bishop here on the on the Virgin Most Powerful Network, Bishop Strickland, saying, guys, don't hold back. Speak up. If you see error, tell us and hold up the catechism and say, wait. I don't want to hear your opinion. I want to hear what the church teaches. And this is good news for us lay people. Terry, uh, uh, going back to Cardinal Kupich, over the weekend he was heckled and booed. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, he should have. Uh, yeah, he was giving a speech out there at, at, uh, at the Chicago, Illinois' Right to Life. Yeah. Terry, they know he's a phony. He is. And he even, he even said they, something about all life from birth until death. He didn't even understand conception. Yeah, he didn't say conception oh from my birth. God. Yeah. So he he's no better, Jesse. He, well, he, he's not even theologically well formed as a cardinal oh. for saying that. In life's at birth. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's that conception. And a lot of Catholics around the country, They're Terry, calling they, him out. they've red pilled on Cardinal Supic. Oh, yeah. Because he has a well documented track record of being a modernist, pro LGBT. That's right progressive ideologue and he it's being recognized by hundreds if not thousands and thousands of the catholics in chicago and and this effectively the fact that he walked out of the stage terry this effectively shows <laughs> that his ability to govern and lead the faithful has been nullified yeah in other words cardinal supich has damaged goods and this means that his ability to, to govern i'm telling you has been compromised the people have spoken this is known in, in, in Latin as vox populi, uh, the voice of the people. That's how, in the early church, that's how popes and saints and dogmas were enacted and decreed and ratified. It was the voice of the people by the tens of thousands shouting from the streets. And you know, Jesse, that's a, like the point I'm making. This is not the first time in 2,000 years the lay people had to call out the bishops. We've had bishops leading lives that were double standards. Of course, we had that. And we had to call it out, and we're doing it again. And I really believe that the church that resurrects from this crisis of, of our church right now will be much stronger. As Benedict XVI said in his radio interview back in 1969, the church is going to get smaller and smaller, but then it's going to blossom. And I'll just tease everybody. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about something that you're going to be blown away by, and that is the church in South America. You know, you think of Church of South America as being Catholic. No longer. This year, it's 
going to flip. It's going Protestant. And we'll give you all the numbers about that tomorrow on tomorrow's show. Again, why? Because our fires have gone out, as Fulton Sheen said, and we need to relight those fires. And I think it's the lay people that are going to fire it up. Terry, talking about the the whole transgender, Richard Dawkins, the Pope of the left, that says uh, <laughs> sex is is pretty damn yeah. binary. Yeah, you're either male or female. You got that right. Yeah, and so he's going to take a lot of gunfire from the left for that because again, you got high. Uh, like, what about Doctor Rachel Levine? Oh my uh, gosh! Uh, <laughs> Don't even go there. Um, uh, Doctor Rachel Levine is a man, and I know that you know that, of and Richard, Do- Richard Dawkins knows that. But everybody plays the game like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Mrs. Le- Mrs. Levine. No, no, no. It's a man dressed like a woman. And Bruce Jenner is a man. I don't call her K- K- Caitlyn Jenner. It, if they're confused, pray for their conversion. Exactly. There's, there's a diabolical confusion there. But don't play the game and be calling Bruce Jenner a woman and Dr. Rachel Levine a woman. They are not women. They're men. Are you kidding me? And Jesse, people in our church at the top are using false compassion saying, oh, well, you're a transgender. Okay, we'll call you Mrs. now. That's a lie. Hey, when we come back, Michael Vorce from Church Militant is going to have some interesting stories to tell us for tonight's news. One of them in regarding Washington, D.C. Are you wait? I'm not going to tell you what he's going to say, but you're going to go. Are you kidding me? I'll stay out of Washington, D.C. if that's what they're going to do. And much, much more on the Terry and Jesse show here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I like to say we're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, Jess Romero, Terry Barber, we'd be billionaires. Stay with us, family. Michael Voris from Church Militant will be joining us when we come back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Strength and honor segment. Uh, Michael, uh, Mike Voris reminds me of Colonel Jessup from uh, the movie A Few Good Men. <laughs> when, he was being, uh, when he was being grilled by uh, Tom Cruise, Lieutenant Caffey, and he says, truth, truth. You can't handle the truth. Mike, welcome to the show. What's going on in Church Militant Evening News tonight? Go ahead, Mike. Hey, guys, I lost yeah, you for a we, moment. We can, can hear you, can Mike. Hear me? Yeah, we yeah. want to know what's going on with Church Militant's news for tonight. What What can you tease us with? Give us a deep Well, let's brief. see. Uh, a few things. You know, I, I don't think anybody should be surprised right now that everything's all about COVID. Yeah, of uh, course. You know, and, you know, spiritual battle, certainly ethical battle, moral slash sinful, all of that because of the source of these vaccines, yeah. uh, the backing of bishops by them and left and right all over the place, even the Holy Father himself. <laughs> uh, so, you know, while it may seem like a kind of a scientific story and a political story, obviously there are those dimensions to it. We know uh, as faithful Catholics that it's something much deeper than that. Amen. So uh, the state of Washington, as a matter of fact, now their health board has said, has is, is dealing with two different um, action items in front of them. One is to be able to go out and simply arrest people who don't have their vax ports or are unvaccinated and stick them in quarantine camps wow. that they're, oh. you know, building, putting, you know, all that. The other thing is that they are able to simply commandeer property and convert it into a quarantine camp. That could be, 
you know, a hotel or, you know, a YMCA or a gym or whatever they want to do. They just have, and this is, and this is not some, you know, conspiracy theory stuff. Like, oh, it sounds crazy. This is what the Washington State Health Board is actually, you know, figuring out, planning to do. That's called eminent domain. You know what they say yeah. in real estate? Hey, if we need it, guess what, partner? That's how we built Dodger Stadium here in Los Angeles. All those homes yeah. are gone. This is ridiculous, yep. and it's very sad to even hear this happening in our country, Michael. I can't wait to hear the rest of it. You know, th this is also what happens, Mike and Terry. This is what happens when the church, when the church leadership is weak. Of course. You have the barbarians. They start taking advantage. And right now the barbarians, the globalists, the Great Reset people, uh, which are the Democrat Party, the CCP. Yeah. They see that the church is in such a weakened condition. Hit them. Uh, and they're saying right now is the time to attack. If we're going to impose, yep. uh, you know, totalitarianism and Marxism, we've got they've got weak U.S. U.S. Uh, prelates in the leadership, yep. and the Roman Curia and the Vatican is very weak itself. And in fact, Pope Francis is is uh, very friendly with us. So right now we're going to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, absolutely. Sense. Yeah, that's it's very good point. Even more to the point, let's say you're a Catholic, faithful Catholic in. Uh, Washington, state of Washington, and because you're a faithful Catholic, you're not. You're like, I ain't getting vaxxed. Absolutely not. I'm not getting vaxxed because the horrible scientifically, because of all the horrible side effects and possible deaths and all that stuff. Predominantly, I'm not getting vaxxed because I morally disagree with this. It was used by, you know, came into existence on the backs, so to speak, of aborted babies, and I don't want anything to do with it. Okay, they come and they round you up, they shove you in this facility, whatever it turns out to be. And now you can't go. I'm sure people won't be allowed to come in and visit you. So now you can't go to mass. You don't have access to the sacraments. Uh, the sacraments don't have access to you. Uh, has the Washington Conference of Catholic Bishops issued a statement on this or the, you know, the care and concern of the souls of Catholics no. who are going to wind up in those places? Of course not. You know I'm, what? I'm, 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 it, we're we're going to go back down to uh, the Marian apparitions. Notice that. Our Lady, when she talks about uh, the age of Mary and a lot of the proved Marian apparitions, she tells us, pray your rosary. Pray. Yep. And the reason that is, is because St. Alphonsus of Liguori, a doctor of the church, he says, when the Antichrist comes upon the earth, the Antichrist will stop the mass and stop the flow of the sacraments. To me, my connection is, this is why as Catholics... In some way, shape, or form, Our Lady's going to save us. It's going to be Marian devotion and Marian piety. She's going to save us because, again, we're already seeing the globalists and, and even our church in collusion. They're not defending us from keeping the sacraments, and they'll shut down in a heartbeat if the globalists tell them, hey, it's dangerous, you've got to shut down your mask. They'll say, yes, sir. Very yeah, as you look at you know, what's going on, there's a culling going on here. There's a culling going on yeah. that you know all the bishops in Baltimore, virtually all of them, were... were surprisingly, unless they were just faking it, they were surprisingly saying, oh, most of the Catholics, huge numbers of Catholics haven't come back to Mass, you know, since we shut down all the parishes and dioceses <laughs> and everything else. Nobody, they're not showing up to Mass, and this is a problem. So, you know, there's a culling. People, you know, get used to sitting there watching Mass on live stream in their home, yeah. those that did. And then they're like, yeah, you know, whatever, I'll catch it later. And then they just and they fall away. So there's already been a thinning of the herd, so to speak. Now, design, there's another design, thinning Mike. of the herd going on. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Michael, I want to make sure we get to these other stories because the one in Washington, D.C., I said, man, I want, I want nothing to do with that. Can you share that one for us? Sure. The Washington, D.C. story is that the uh, mayor there and the city council, all that, have all of a sudden come out with any citizens who dare step outside their homes <laughs> have to have vax ports to go what? everywhere. Give me a break. Yep. This is, this, it's similar uh, before leaving the house. I yeah. mean, it's very similar to what's going on in New York. Yeah. Uh, you know, it has gone on in New York for a while. Now, many New Yorkers being New Yorkers, yeah. you know, gave, you know, gave that order, you know, from de Blasio, the big raspberry, <laughs> exactly. as they uh, are fond of saying, <laughs> saying in New York. Yeah. But still, but still, if you, you know, you know, if, if you have a tyrannical, you know, uh, you know, precinct guy or the mayor or whoever it is, you know, some official, he simply orders the police to go into a restaurant. The video went crazy, uh, viral. Uh, there's like two or three weeks ago, they walked into a Chuck E. Cheese in Manhattan. The police, there were like 15 police officers, wow. walked into a Chuck E. Cheese and were asking people for their vax ports. And one family there didn't have them. There's a little five or six-year-old little boy who was terrified out of his wits. And they're like, oh, sorry, family, you got to get up and go. And he didn't know what was going on. Uh, so you know, that was New York City. In D.C. now, now it applies only to citizens and they're cracking down. But interesting to note, that goes into effect uh, this starting, this coming Saturday. Next Saturday is the March for Life. In, well, it's Friday, but, you know, it's immediately after that. Uh, you know, six days after this goes into effect is the March for Life. Okay. Most people in the March for Life are not citizens of D.C. So on that level, they're, they're sort of exempt. Plus, I don't think they're going to throw you know, 2,000 police into the crowd of yeah. half a million, you know, pro-life marchers saying, show me your vaxport, show me your vaxport. Right. Uh, but if you want to go out and eat somewhere afterwards or, you know, you've just driven in or whatever the case is, you want to do anything in D.C., uh, you're going to start to need to have to show a vaxport to get somewhere, to do this, to go there, to get, you know. I mean, if they enforce the law, that's the question. Will the police officers actually enforce the law? Will businesses go along with it like lots of businesses in New York did not? But if they do, your life comes to a screeching halt if you live in Washington, D.C. If your driver's license has Washington, D.C., and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I read somewhere this extends to the D.C. suburbs, so Arlington, Virginia, and all of that as well. If you, have, if you work in D.C. or you're a citizen of D.C., we need to see your vaxport. Um, well... What happens, it's uh, kind of interesting, that congressional staff were exempted from this mandate. Interesting. The staffers themselves, not just the congressmen yeah. and the senators, their staffers yeah. were exempted from this. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure most of the Democratic staffers went and got it anyway. They don't care. But, you know, what about the conservative staffers? So now you're exempt from it if you're a staffer. But if you live in D.C. and you're a staffer, well, now you've fallen into this weird no man's land. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy world. How about what's it's the third? clown world? It is clown. world. It really man. is. We got another minute and a half, Michael. What about the third story? Uh, an Associated Press uh, researcher, fact checker, mm -hmm. uh, went into the uh, like, where did this term mass formation psychosis? Yeah. This whole theory, like, where did this come from? Right. Turns out that it traces its roots back to da da da. Drum roll, please. Yeah. Joseph Goebbels, the propaganda minister of uh, the Nazi party. There you go. There you wow. go. Who committed suicide, by the way? And his wife after and they after they killed their, killed six, their six children. Six kids, correct. That was such so Yeah.
They gave, yeah, they gave each of their children a cyanide capsule. They gave them a little something to fall asleep down in Hitler's bunker. Gave them something to fall asleep to when they were asleep. They slipped a cyanide capsule in their jaws, broke it, and killed all six of their children. Then they went out into the yard where they eventually burned Hitler's body, uh, but, uh, where they had burned Hitler's body. And then Goebbels shot and killed his wife, and then he shot and killed himself. Uh, you know, this is the end result. This is always the end of the road for evil. And it's astounding, really, when you think about it. I know there's a million reasons the Marxists have taken over education and all of that stuff, but it's astounding how history continues to repeat itself, even when you have video and film of yeah. the very things that are happening now, having happened 20, 50, 60, 80 years ago in countries all over the world. People just, you know, they're too busy playing their games. It's bread and circuses, and that's what the Marxists have been excellent at doing is, you know, getting uh, people to concentrate on bread and circuses and avoid the truth. Well, so, Michael, I know that uh, yesterday's news report that I watched was very interesting. That's still up on your website, so people can still see yesterday's if they go now, and then today will be on, I think, 4 in the afternoon, uh, your time, or it's not our time. I guess. Your time. My time, Okay. So yeah, people, your time. We come on at 7 p.m. Eastern. There you go. Uh, it's live yep. uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just come straight to the site. Mm -hmm. You know, we got bounced off uh, YouTube for a week. We what? got a strike. Really? Because we said in a, uh, a Vortex episode, we said, according to the CDC, yeah. 20,000 people have died from the vaccine. That's the CDC's numbers. Yeah, All we did was just repeat <laughs> yeah. the official numbers, and YouTube is like, bot. Bot, 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 yeah. bot, 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 No, 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 I can't say that, I can't say that. And they gave us a strike and took us off. So well, well, Mike, we're not on, we're not streaming on YouTube uh, with okay. Evening News well, Live. So come to the site, come to the site yeah, anyway. Let's go to the site States. because, come to church yes. I remember yeah. a year and a half ago when Bishop Strickland was on, we talked about thou shall not commit adultery. And they said that's a strike because that offends our listenership. That's YouTube. I'm sorry to have to say we, we were kicked off of YouTube a long time ago. That's because I part my hair a certain way. Can you tell? <laughs> Michael Boris, you're a good man. Church Militant, go to churchmilitant.com. Listen to the news, not just today, but every day, Monday Absolutely. through Friday. Yes. Mike, thanks for joining us here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Thank you guys very much. God bless you. God love you. God brother. bless you. Jesse, you know, these stories, I don't go a day without listening to these the news on Church Militant. It, it really makes me want to pray harder for our Holy Mother, the Church. Terry, he's the news source that I trust. Mm-hmm. I, I entrust my my mind to his news outlet, yeah. uh, and everybody else I, I hold suspect. Yeah. Jesse Romero, what state should we be living in, brother? Let's live in the state of grace. Let's be holy or die trying. Don't live in the state of mortal sin. Flee mortal sin. Pray your rosary every day. Read your Bible every day. Go to Mass as often as possible. Life is short, eternity's forever. Terry, remember our lady said souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. Please make those sacrifices for the salvation of souls. Up next here at Virgin Most Powerful, Matthew Arnold. Join us here at VMPR.org. God bless you. St. Faustina's Prayer for Priests. Oh, my Jesus, I beg thee on behalf of the whole church, grant it love and the light of thy spirit, and give power to the words of priests, so that hardened hearts might be brought to repentance and return to thee, O Lord. Lord, give us holy priests. Thou thyself maintain them in holiness. O divine and great high priest, 